my friends. Welcome to the Brazen and Brave podcast. This is a podcast for women who desire to search God and seek God in every area of their life and leave a legacy that He would be proud of. I'm so excited to dig into the Word and learn together. So let's get started. Hello, podcast family. Welcome to this episode of Brazen and Brave. I apologize for being a bit late this week, but I really couldn't decide what I wanted to say to all of you and what I wanted to share. There were so many things that kind of happened, you know, this week, last week that I felt like I could talk about. There's a lot of stuff I've been reading and learning that I wanted to share. But this morning, As I was doing my Bible study, this verse in Priscilla Shire's Gideon Bible study, I picked up on a couple days ago, and honestly, I was like, wow, I can't believe she did not dig into that verse more because it really spoke to me and it really had an impact on me. But it's so funny because this morning, which was a couple days into the Bible study, she brings it up again, and I was like, yes, like this is such a profound verse. And I am so happy she digged into it more because I definitely feel like this is one of those verses that when you read it, you're like, wow, (laughs) the Bible says that, like God did that. That is such a blessing and it's so encouraging to me. So I want to share it with you and just share as I was reading kind of what it made me think about and how I think it can help us today. So the, as I said, it's in the Bible study Gideon and Gideon, that story takes place in Judges. And so basically so far, like God has called to Gideon to deliver Israel from the Midianites. And, you know, Gideon had, and I think I've done a little bit about Gideon before in the podcast, but there was a lot of doubt. He was like, no way, can't be me. It's not me. I'm the weakest. My family um, worships ball. Like it, it cannot be me. And so basically what happens is that Gideon says, if you, meaning if you, God, truly mean what you say and what you say is true, prove it. Like there are two instances where Gideon's like, God, I need you to prove it. And even though God has shown himself and he has basically not given Gideon any reason to doubt, Gideon still doubts. And that is something I'm sure that all of us can relate to. So Gideon is doubting. He says, okay, God, if you're going to do this or if you promise, basically, like, he he just gives a couple things for God to do to prove it. And (laughs) I'm sure we've all done that before, right? Like, like, okay, God, if if this is really what you want me to do, make the sky turn purple or something like that. So that's not the crazy part about this. After the second time, God tells Gideon to do something. And I'm going to read what the verse says. So I am in Judges chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. So that night, the Lord said to him, get up and go into the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go to the camp, go with Pura and your servant, listen to what they say. And then you will be strengthened to go to the camp. And I immediately underlined that. Like, even though this verse was not a major part of that Bible study on that day, that is the verse that really stuck out to me. So I immediately underlined it. 
And I wrote in the margin of my Bible because I am that person and my Bible is written in like crazy. But I said, God knows we will doubt. He provides assurance and affirmation. So the reason I feel like this verse is so compelling, at least for me and hopefully for you, is that the Bible is chock full of stories, verses, examples where God is telling people, ye a little faith, like don't doubt, like do not doubt me, like have faith, believe in me, trust in me. And I guess as growing up and just, you know, my relationship with God and like learning about the Bible, sometimes it's kind of like, even though God, our God is a loving God, like when, when I come, when it comes to faith and believing in him, a lot of the times it feels like we should just do it instantly. Like just listen to what God says, go do it, what God says. And you know, that's the part of the Bible we focus on. We really pick out those verses of like, you know, trust in God, like put all your strength in him as though, not as though it's easy, but as though it's just, you should do it and not have doubt, you know? Um, there's a lot in Proverbs and Matthew where, you know, like the example of Peter walking out of the boat and Jesus walking on water. And there's just a lot of examples, right? Where we are expected to, or at least I felt, and this is my not having all the knowledge, not fully understanding all the things that the Bible says about this. So if you are in a place where, it's my dog, sorry guys. If you're in a place where you feel like it's impossible. Like how can I trust God so fast? How can I doubt? How can I lose doubt? How can I have all this faith? And you feel as though you're failing miserably at this. I want to give you encouragement because this verse gave me encouragement. And what I learned about this verse is that God expected Gideon to have doubt. He expected him to have doubt. He had had doubt previously. He had asked God to give him assurance, to give him signs, to give him affirmation. God did that. And, you know, at this point, we could feel as though, well, maybe God is angry with Gideon. Why is he not frustrated with Gideon? Why is why is he so patient with that? My dog is sneezing. That was the third one. I think he's done. Um, but, you know, that he's not done. I guess that just, it, it just shows us that God... And it not just, but God is merciful. He gives us grace time and time again. And this is a beautiful example of that. And I really hope that it's encouraging to you because it encouraged me so much to know, okay, so Gideon has doubted God. He continues to ask for signs. So God is asking him to do something else. God knows ahead of time that he needs assurance and he's probably going to ask again. And instead of even giving Gideon time to ask, he provides it up front to him. So God says, but if you are afraid, go to the camp, go with Pura and your servant, listen to what they say, and you will be strengthened to go to camp. So he gives him an avenue for him to be affirmed, for him to have assurance, and for him to have confirmation that yes, yes, actually God is going to provide and God is going to do exactly what he said that he's going to do. And so I just love that. I, I absolutely love that. And I want you to know that God will do the same for you. He will do the same for me. Yes, he wants us to have faith. 
he, he wants us to have faith that will move mountains. He wants us to believe in him. He, he wants us to not have doubt, but he knows us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our struggles. He knows what we're going through and he loves us anyway. He delights in our weakness because we go to him. So don't be ashamed if you have doubt, if your faith is lacking, if you need a little additional push, if you need confirmation, if you need affirmation, because God will provide that to you and he's not mad about it. He's not angry about it. You know, one of my personal examples, I read this and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what God did for me. But you know, when I talked about and I had the episode on when I walked away from my job of nine years, that was so incredibly hard. And I'm kind of walking into this other area that's way more unknown, way more uncertain. I really don't know what the future looks like. And God had told me plenty of times, he had given me plenty of signs that, hey, this is what I want you to do. But I was still doubting. I still had doubt. I had so much doubt that I barely could sleep, that I felt sick on my stomach. And God sent an angel into my life. And and, and she, she called me out of the blue and said, God wants me to tell you that what you're doing is the right thing. That was my getting an example. Like I've seen God do that so clearly in my life. And what I felt was nothing. It was not anger. It was not impatience. It was complete mercy, grace, and love. God loves us so much. He knows our weakness. He knows we're going to doubt him. And he loves us so much that he is willing, willing, you guys, to do that for you. He is willing to help you in your doubt. He is willing to help you in your struggle. He's not mad at you for for having those doubts. Yes, God will discipline us at some times. He will have something taken out of our life or put into our life, a struggle, things like that for us to really lean into him. He really does want us to obey him. He really does want us to listen to him. Absolutely. But that doesn't not expect us to doubt, right guys? So I was listening to a sermon a couple months ago and it really struck me much like this chapter did. In this verse, so it was about a. It's in Mark chapter nine. If you're interested and you want to go look it up, but this man has brought his son to Jesus, and Jesus has been performing miracles, and this father desires Jesus to perform a miracle for his son. He's had an illness since childhood, and his dad is obviously distraught about it. So what the dad says is that, but. If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And I really... I was like, wow, what a beautiful picture of transparency, honesty. This dad is saying, I do believe in you. I wouldn't have come to you if I didn't believe However, of course I have doubt. He's had this his whole life. I'm scared. I'm scared that that you can't do this. I'm scared that he's going to continue with this ailment, with this illness. And I invite you. I invite you into my unbelief. I believe in you, but there are doubts that I have. And I want you to come into my life. And I want you to come into my heart. And I want you to just shed and just, just get rid of all of the unbelief. So, I really want this to be our prayer. I want us to be honest with ourselves and with God to say, you know what, God, there are some areas in my life where I am lacking in faith, that I am overcome with doubt, 
that I am overcome with fear, but I know that you love me. I know that you care about me. I know that you expect, <laughs> I know that you expect these things because I am human. I am, I am a sinner. I will fall short and I will continue to fall short, but you delight in my weakness and you love me anyway. And so God, I invite you into my doubt. I invite you into my unbelief. And I pray that you would show up in those areas that you would, that you would assure me, confirm me as many times as it takes, as many times as it takes. I have prayed that my whole life. God, never give up on me. Never give up on me. And he never has. He absolutely never has. But I feel like we definitely, if you are in a season of doubt, if you are in a season of unbelief, don't be down on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself and run away from God because you're ashamed. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to cower in your shame and cower in your sin and cower in your, in your unbelief so much so that you refuse to go to God with it. But no, this story is a perfect example, a beautiful example of why you can, why you should, and why God absolutely wants you to go to him in, in your unbelief. Wow, what a beautiful description. What a beautiful depiction of God going forth before he even asked, before Gideon ever asked for assurance and saying, hey, I got you. I see you. I know you're going to need some extra assurance and, and I'm okay with that. I'm so okay with that, that I'm giving you this avenue. I'm giving you this outlet. I'm giving you these friends that are going to affirm you and confirm you. So I definitely feel like that's where we should pray, right? I pray for people in my life, Christian people, to affirm me, to help me, to guide me, to show me, um, just to be there where I know I'm going to need that support. I know I'm going to need that support, right, uh, in my in my family, in my friends, in our life. There's going to be times where, man, my faith is strong, right? But there's going to be times where it wavers and where things are hard. And, and I want God to show up in those places and just to guide me and help me. So I know you want the same thing and I pray that for you, but I really hope this example has given you encouragement. Like God's not mad at you. <laughs> He's not mad at you if you're lacking faith, if you're doubting. Don't be ashamed. Don't hide from him. He sees you anyway. Go to him in, in strength. Go to him proudly and say, God, I need you right now. I need you to confirm me, affirm me. Because I love Stephen Furtick, Elevation Church. I think it was last week. He was talking about, not this exactly, but basically about prayer and stuff we want to happen in our life. And he said, but did you ask him? No, really. But did you ask God? Did you really ask him? And I, th I think a lot of times for myself, it's weak. It's a weak ask. It's, well, I didn't ask that hard. So if it doesn't happen, it's, you know, it's not, it's just because I didn't ask hard enough or I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons, excuses we could give, but let's not make an excuse of, or not have that of, I didn't even ask. But did you ask him? But did you ask him to come into your doubt? Did you ask him to to affirm you, to confirm you, even though he's told you before? Maybe, hey, you guys know I'm in change management and I'm all about it. Reinforcement. Sometimes we need to hear something five to seven times in five to seven different ways. Ask God to do that for you. God, affirm me through different people. Affirm me from different experiences. Fill my doubt in different ways, God. I'm needing you. I'm pleading with you. I need you. I believe you, but fill my doubt. I'm talking in circles, I'm going on and on, but it's such a beautiful thing. And so, again, I really hope you were encouraged today by Gideon's story, 
by how God showed up in Gideon's life and his unbelief. He's not mad at you. He has so much patience for you, so much grace, so much mercy. And so let us not be afraid and insecure about our doubts and our unbelief, but instead let's go to God together because he wants to show up for us. I love you guys. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in to today's episode of Brazen and Brave Podcast. I hope you learned something today that you were encouraged, inspired, that a fire has been lit in you to go out and share the word and to live it out. I love you so much, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. If you love today's episode, please don't forget to leave a review.